All right. Uh, good morning, Dan. Um, thanks for joining me again on on uh, what is this podcast number three that we, we've done. We um, we're going to talk this morning about uh, this topic. You can't manage what you don't measure, because we uh, we come across a lot of people who have a very small or narrow group of metrics that they're measuring, and Consequently, the question comes back to us often is, how do I improve my performance? So let's start here, Dan. Defining success is a very important first step. How has the definition of success evolved over time with the farmers that you have worked with? In general, growers get that in order to drive higher profitability, they need to drive um, higher yields. So they, they understand that, that higher yields are key. And the reason that the reason that's the case is because row crop farming is is a high fixed cost business. You know, so if you think about if you think about before you plant a crop, you know, you, your your machinery investment is you know most of your machinery investment is locked in. You know, the the fuel and the labor to actually you know make passes across the field is variable, but obviously land cost, land cost, whether you own it or rent it is by far the biggest uh, fixed cost. And, but there's a lot, a lot of other costs, you know, family living and health insurance and all those things, you know, so whether, whether you produce a hundred bushel corn or 200 bushel corn or, you know, 50 bushel wheat or 80 bushel wheat, it doesn't matter. It's, I mean, you're, you still have a bunch of fixed costs. So more, more producing more bushels is the only way to drive your Cost down, so so yield has become the surrogate uh, for profitability. Um, but we know better, right? So we we know we know that all yield isn't created equal. So it, it's really not about yield; it's about how efficiently we, we produce yield. You know, it's how many dollars dollars do we return to land and management? We uh, started talking about this topic. I don't know, eighteen months ago, twenty four months ago, and. You know, now now economics is a really big part of our of the conversation. But you know, when people think about how they drive success, what are some of the big barriers to actually uncovering this idea that I know what my profitability is or my return on investment? This ROI thing gets thrown around, you know, really easily. But there's this isn't easy to get to. What, do, yeah. what, what advice do you have for farmers to, you know, really be proactive in getting to understand how, how, how much they get back for every dollar they spend? It is really complex. I had a, a, a friend, a professor at Iowa State who said, you know, real world agronomy isn't rocket science. It's way more complex than rocket science. <laughs> and, you know, it's, his, you know, it's like his point is like, okay, yeah, we, you know, think we put somebody on the moon with a, Right. You know, what was the equivalent of a, you know, wouldn't be the equivalent of a PC now, you know, or a laptop now. So, so he's basically saying that that real world agronomy is just super complex because it's this interaction of all these different biological factors, including the, you know, the weather and soils and fertility and seeds and genetics and all that. So it's just, so, so if you, so if you appreciate, if you appreciate that agronomy is incredibly complex, um, and you add economics to that, you know, so everything agronomics, economics. So it's like the reason, the reason we, the reason we make the agronomic decisions we do is because we get that there's an economic impact to them. Right. So, 
so so when so when you add all those pieces together it's just there's lots of complexity to deal with and, and what we what we argue is that 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 agronomic economic complexity is very spatial meaning it's it's changing within the field within fields and there there are, you know there are parts of the, there are parts of fields that are just begging to be managed at a higher level and there are parts of fields that are sending signals like okay you just need to quit wasting money here <laughs> you know it's like so, so you need to change your what what is successful in each part of the field Dan as as sort of the industry's evolved and you know we've got this many billions of dollars of venture capital funding come in towards a variety of different ag tech startups uh, we have this division happening where we have precision ag that's more agronomy focused and we have farm management information systems which is arguably more economic focused, maybe less agronomic and more economic. Why is it so hard? I, I mean, not, not why is it so hard? Why is there this division happening where people are having to choose? Am I going to focus on sub subfield agronomy or am I going to focus on field level economics? Yeah. And of course our, our answer is you don't have to choose. That's what we're about. It's like we're, we are all about, we're all about combining those pieces together. So, you know, that's our, our solution is it's not one or the other, it's both. So if you stop, I, you know, premieres, this is 22 years, I think, maybe 23 crop season. So it's like we've been doing this a long time. And, right. and I'm convinced, I'm convinced that the reason, the reason every grower doesn't do what we do, is, and this is not just us, this is not just premier, it's the precision, you know, if you put every, if you put every company that has any kind of a precision ag offering, and that includes a lot of major companies, you know, like right. really big companies. And they, so there's a whole bunch of offerings. So, every, you know, so, but the reason every grower doesn't do what we do is, is we haven't shown year after year that it pays. I mean, if we, it's almost that simple. If we, if we show growers that it pays every year, they'll, they'll do it. I mean, they, growers always you know, it's like the you know, there's always an adoption curve, but eventually everybody gets on the whack on the bus. You know, they because it, because it's just a matter of proving that it pays, and that's why for us this this push to to tie economics to agronomics is such a big deal. It's like because we that's what we're doing year over year. It's like we're proving that it pays. So yeah. like if we if if we advocate or advise the grower to spend more money in the best part of the field. At the end of the year, it's not a trust me at work. It's a you know we're providing the dollars and cents analysis to show that they got a higher return. So to your ROI message, that's exactly what we're doing. We're you know a lot of times they're spending thirty to fifty dollars an acre more on inputs in the best part of the field, but we're generating an additional eighty dollars you know return to land and management beyond that input spend. You're saying that there's. You're saying that there, that there's that much money left on the table at the end of the day. Once people have an accurate view of precision economics at the subfield level, you're saying there is that much money left on the table. There is, and so the more we do this, the more we're gonna, the the more the more we get people excited about doing this, the more we're gonna be able to stretch those numbers even higher. So I'm and not, I, Darren. I am so I am so. There is no doubt we need to continue to push higher yields. The times right now demand that you be, you know, that you scrutinize every dollar you spend to get the higher return. There's just, you know, we, 
we just have a slump in commodity prices and and it just it beg it begs that we just have to be how we spend every input and every input dollar to get higher returns so in this environment what we're what we're facing with, with a significant cash issue at the farm gate this isn't about cutting costs this is about managing costs so that every dollar we spend stretches as far as possible yep so so you may be you may cut cost in some parts of some fields for sure right but I, it would be a false promise. It would be a false promise to suggest that you're not going to spend whatever you save, that you're not going to spend extra in the best part of the field. But, yeah. Uh, but but the the point is we we're gonna, you know, like we we have the ability to prove and to deliver a report card on every field that says, you know, it paid. You know, it paid better than had we had we flat rated it. Had we pretended it was always the same, all the same. So we, so we started off. You can't manage what you don't measure, Dan. What are the metrics? You know, what should farmers be measuring? Everything. You know, that's what that's what leads us. That's what makes it so complex, right? So we talk about four hundred layers of data. You know, in a, at a subfield level, and people just think it's just create that we're crazy, stupid for for handling all that complex the complexity of all those data layers but that's that's reality so so the idea is it's not one thing that matters it's the combination of a whole bunch of things that matter and it changes it changes within fields right so so right. what matters is different within different parts of the field so so you know so Darren everybody everybody has everybody can in the United States can bring in digitized soils so so we have a, you know, so digitized soils means we get soil type and texture and slope and um, drainage class and things like that. So you can bring in soils layers, um, which are, you know, which is a great starting place. Um, you know, we bring in, in our case, we bring in, we have a lot of spatial soil sampling, you know, meaning zone or grid sampled where you're, instead of just doing one sample that represents the entire field, you know, you're, you're capturing differences, which, which means you're capturing differences in organic matter and pH and fertility. And, you know, and there could be, you know, a couple dozen layers captured that way. Mm -hmm. We capture as applied fertility. Um, and that, that, um, that's more complex than people think. Cause it's, you know, like, well, there's a lot of growers that would put nitrogen on five different ways. It would be some with the, you know, maybe with the phosphorus, some with, um, some weed and feed, some primary end goes on or side dress or manure or starter. So th those are all, you know, it's all, it, you know, we capture rate source and cost and, and um, so those are all sortable data layers that can be analyzed. We, we, we get probably 15 layers off the planting file, you know, so, you know, it's population and, um, density, you know, seeds and things like that. So hybrid and variety, you know, there's hundreds of layers that aren't necessarily captured on a monitor that, that really matter, you know, so, so manure would be example. There's still a lot of manure applications that, that really in, you know, have a huge impact both agronomically and economically, and they're not always captured on a monitor. So just, there's a lot of input capturing real the real cost associated with all this too so just a lot of detail but that's what we do because we think that's what's most meaningful yeah you, know, you know darren you said there's that, that you, know, you can't can't manage what you don't measure there's 
there's a it, it, that was a Peter Drucker quote. I think it it you know Peter Drucker was this. I would I would recognize the name, but the younger generation doesn't even recognize Peter Drucker's name because he's you know management guru or whatever. But but people have added on to that Drucker statement, and one of the add-ons to the Drucker statement is things you measure tend to improve. So if you don't measure it, does it have any chance of improving? You know, so right. it's like you know it just really goes to being intentional and having a goal. It's like that's what we do with growers when we're interacting with growers. It's like every year, every year, it's like there's a goal-setting discussion about what you know. What, how how are we going to measure success? You know, it's like cause right not not every grower is. I mean, some growers, it's just like, a, you know, they want to they want to drive yield efficiency. They want to drive higher returns so that they can hire some help, so they their family life can improve. You know, they can have they can have more time with the family because they're able to afford, you know, hired labor. So that other others are driven to, you know, they want to expand their operation or. Um, you know, so it's just everybody's got slightly different goals, but but usually it comes down to they they want to generate you know they're business people and they want to generate more returns or hold hold their uh, operating capital in check you know things like that. Yeah, the reality is uh, success. The definition of success is different for for everyone, um, but the the other reality is that profitability matters. Um, having a business, whether it's farming or anything else, um, everybody's everybody, everybody's trying to make some money, and so uh, measuring measuring the right parts to drive operational growth and profitable growth is really important. And what you said earlier about uh, planning, um, we're going to talk about that next week and being proactive and offensive in planning versus reactive and defensive. So we're going to talk a little bit about being, being, trying to stay ahead of the game, trying to plan before you buy, as opposed to buying and then trying to plan where you, where, where we place the input. So stay tuned for that. Dan, thanks a lot for um, being with us this morning and talking about you can't manage what you don't measure and uh, driving higher yield efficiency. Thanks for listening to the Premier Podcast, where everything agronomic is economic. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can continue to provide the best precision ag and analytic results for you. And to learn more about Premier Crop, visit our blog at premiercrop.com.